Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us today. Every week we seem to get more and more people. That's great. Lord, you're trusting in the Lord, and I know it's hard, and if you're watching today, and uh, Let's see how much I can talk into my phone. <laughs> That's still going to get me for a while here. Uh, if you weren't here, you can go back and watch the broadcast a couple weeks ago when my phone was talking to me while I was speaking. Anyways, you know, isn't it unbelievable what we're living in? I mean, every week you say this can't happen and something else happens. You just, you just shake your head. Well, It's a reminder that we are living in the last days. There's no question about it. And as we realize we're in those last days, you hear so much, like so many messages, like the, 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 you know, from what's happening in the sky to earthquakes, to, to famines, to pestilence, and even the pandemic, all these things. And we hear that a lot. What I was praying and thinking about this week the step that needs to be involved in that is in what, what do we need to do when we know we're living in the last days? We need to realize several different things. I'm just going to pick one today. We, we so focus here at, 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 at City Church that if you're here visiting on the Holy Spirit, and again, I just want to remind you today the power that you have within you to withstand anything that you're facing the power of the Holy Spirit that we have as a believer. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, and Lord, we're just so grateful. Lord, as we see the amount of people here today and amount that are watching on uh, YouTube and Facebook and all the different uh, media venues you've given us through this crazy time that we're living in, we can still continue to get your word out. Father, I don't know what's on the hearts of everybody here today. It's something different. I pray you touch their heart, encourage them today in these last days that we live in, that, Lord, you can equip us and we can live and we can be productive and we can have joy and we can have peace and tell others the hope that we have within us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know... uh, I want you to turn to John chapter 14 and verse 6. John chapter 14 and verse 6. And again, remember, remember what's so important today. Know when you hear any messages on the end times, we hear them a lot. You hear them all on YouTube and different messages, what we do here. There needs to be an action point. There needs to be a point to where you and I can say, what, what can help me here at the same time as this craziness we're living in? So I want to read the first part of this chapter of Jesus is speaking to his disciples to give them hope. And he says these words in John chapter 14 as he's getting ready to leave this world that he was leaving for the first time. He was going to the cross and they were quite, quite concerned what would they do without their Lord and Savior. And he says this in John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. 
three aspects here. Jesus said to him who was asking, I am the way. What, what's happened in our world? Our world has lost, lost its way. You know, there's a, there's a clue. The Bible also gives us in the end times that something it's going, that something it's going to happen. Just as a day, Matthew 24, Jesus says, well, the disciples again asking, what will be the signs of, of, of you coming back? What's it going to be? And he says, just as it was in the days of Noah. We go back and read in, the, in, in uh, Genesis in a key aspect there. We know that we're living in a day. It said this, in the days of Noah, the world was filled the world, not partially, the world at that time was filled with violence. Look at what we're living in. Do you know right now we're so focused right now and we should be on what's happening in the United States of America, all the terrible things that have happened? Do you know how close we are right now in some places in the world that are taking advantage of, of, of we are like the... Uh, the one who kind of oversees what happens, if you will, in the world because they know the strength that we have in our arms. We know we believe it's in the Lord Jesus Christ, but also the, the military might that we have. We see China, there's no coincidence that China's doing everything they can to move into Hong Kong now because they see that we've been weakened. The same as the Middle East and different wars that are taking place over there, let alone what's happening here. The violence that we see all over the world. What is the world's answer to that? Well, let me give you what a lot that you've seen on the news this week and the last week with the answer that we have asking everybody and their brother. Jesus said to him, I am the way. We have lost our way when you, if you have little siblings, if you have little kids, or if you have grandkids, you've probably heard of a cartoon called the Paw Patrol. Hopefully, most of you have. It's a cartoon about uh, there's dogs and animals, and they're, they're, uh, they're different. There's a fireman, there's a policeman, and, and the sort of thing. And they go around, and they, they help everybody, okay? Well, I guess uh, I want to read this article to you because <laughs> even Ice Cube, the rapper, uh, agrees with this, that this has gone too far when they want to take the Paw Patrol Chase, who is the police officer, off the cartoon. That's, that's our answer. I want you to know that that is the answer to what we need to solve all the violence. We need to get rid of Chase, who goes around doing all the good as a police dog on Paw Patrol. What? Did I actually hear that and read that? I mean, it is unbelievable. Some of the ludicrous things that we are seeing and hearing. Why? People have gone their own way. They're doing what the Bible says, everything that is right. It's only right what they see in their eyes. I'll give you another example. <laughs> Being lied to, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. The truth, the way we've lost our way. I'm going to combine both the way and the, and the truth together Know this, the devil has one purpose, only one purpose, every time that he talks to you or to me, and that is to lie to you. He is the, he's not only a liar, he's the father of it. He's going to lie to you about 
you're no good, you don't deserve this, you did this, all these different things, and to pull you down. Bring up things five years ago. Do whatever it can to lie to you. Oh, just give up. It's not going to work. Oh, you've been a Christian this long, and, and you know, you're still having this and that, and that. He'll lie to you about anything. He'll lie to you about you can even be your own God and have your own way. This is what he's telling everybody. That's why we see, we're seeing a breakdown in the United States because we're saying, you know what? You could just do whatever you want. Actually, you can go as far as we see in Seattle that you can create your own little city within your city. And you know what was so comical about it? If you don't know, there's a six-block area in Seattle now. If you've watched the news the last week, they've created their own little city within their city. And what is the first thing that they did? They put walls up. Oh, no. They put walls up. And then they created their own police department. Oh, what about, what about defunding the police? They created their own police department. The ironic thing yesterday, and that's why I bring this up, of, of the craziness of what they're doing, their, their demands on you and me or the people, they wrote down that these are the foods that you're supposed to bring them and make sure it's vegetarian. And they need some money. And then they wrote down the size of clothes that they need for everybody that's in there for their own little city. I, I'm like, what? But yesterday or Friday night, it was so ironic. One of the dumpsters in this six-block area caught on fire. They didn't put it out. They called the Seattle Police or Seattle Fire Department. I thought, now... If we watch the media, the media portrays like, oh, isn't this just a wonderful thing? And it's utopia. It's the summer of love from what we have that they're going to have there. That's what they're saying. This is what you're seeing in the media. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Jesus is the one that tells us the truth. From him, we can be discerning. The world is not discerning now because they have no truth. Jesus said, I am the way. People have lost their way today because they don't want to follow Christ. Jesus is the way. The way for everything, most of all, eternal life. He's the truth. God will never lie to you. Isn't that amazing? He'll never tease you. He'll never knock you down to the place to where he's not there to help you through it. That's amazing who we serve. Jesus is the way. He is the truth in this time that we live in, and he is the life. What are we seeing out of these writers that we see going, isn't it amazing through the pandemic? You cannot shop, but it's okay to loot a store. Think about that. I heard a, a, a mayor or someone actually stand up and justify and say, well, you know, um, it's just brick and mortar, and you know, we could replace it. What about somebody's 50 years of building that business is gone? And you know, most of the, have you seen most of those writers? They're white and black, and who are they? They're young people. They're, the looters are young people. What has happened? They have come to the place that they have been so beaten down and so abused in this life, they have no life. You think that that's going to, to build them up someday when they steal clothes and all the different things that doesn't involve? Absolutely not. 
Jesus is the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what he's telling his disciples. The same true 2,000 years ago is true today. I'm here to just affirm all of you. No matter what we hear and say, no matter how much we're lied to by the devil and the media along with that, know when you go to watch something on the news or read about it, know the very first thing, I don't know if this is true or not. That's what you need to say to yourself. And then, I won't go any further than this, and I'll done off my high horse, but... Uh, Oh, I'm so tired of the of the news stations and this person's this this news person's right and that news person's right and you can pick your poison of whichever channel you watch on who's right and who's wrong and they're yelling and screaming and they have sound bites and you know what that's that's really gonna solve the problems that we're going through isn't it a two minute sound bite of this person yelling at that person it has been said. No matter who it is in this world, if you get to know that person, no matter who it is, if you get to really know them, you have a hard time disliking them. And why is that? Think about that for a minute. Why is that? Could even be your enemy. But once you sit down, you hear what they've been through in life, and you see maybe why they're bitter or anger, and you see all these different things, not justifying what they're doing. Why is that? is because we are made in God's image. Think about that. Now, that being said, crazy time that we're living in, I never like to just stay focused on what's bad. You know, we know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that's who we need in this, in this crazy time we live in. I'm just going to look at a couple more verses today. And the Lord put this on my heart, especially because of the pandemic and the virus that we've been through, and we've never had that kind of lockdown ever, ever ever uh, and it's been so difficult and people have had such a hard time whether it's workplaces or churches or or just getting together uh, to see your your close uh, family and friends the Lord began to press upon me what we need with each other and how important it is that we need each other and what happens when we're together. You know, just for example, a few weeks ago when we were setting everything up and we met here as a leadership group and we said, uh, how are we going to do this setup here at the church? I said, well, you can't, we just can't separate every chair so many feet apart because you have people come together that are close friends or family. You know, they're going to they're gonna sit in and however else is moved apart, that's fine. That's what we did. We have those that in our life that that keep us accountable, and that's so important. And I encourage us. I want to get this verse, man. And I, I want to share this because as you get older, as we get older, and hang with me on this illustration, as you get older, you know, we pretty much think from high school on, it, the, you know, we've got our act together, you know? I mean, you know, well, yeah, I'll listen to that, but I know I'm still right, and, you know, okay. And, and you know, even our ki kids, you know, well, they're teenagers, they're not right, but they see us, they live with us every day, they know, you know, we have faults too. I want to go back, I want to ask you this question. Grade school, junior high, high school, maybe you went to college, was there ever a point in time that you cheated? Okay, boy, everything just all of a sudden just kind of, Okay, don't raise hands, but I got my hand raised here, yeah? Okay. 
Now, ask yourself the question, as you, why did you do that? Why, why does someone, there's only really two reasons. I mean, you can probably think of basically two reasons why you do that in school. One, you're lazy, you know, you didn't study, so you're going to, you know, look on someone else's paper or figure it out or whatever. And, um, or you, you're going to, I'm going to say this is the best way now because I dealt with this myself. You just, I mean, you could study it 10 hours and you're not going to get to the girl sitting next to you that studied three minutes and she's got it all together. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going back in my years in school. But, you know, it was so frustrating. Oh, I was so struggled in school. No, it, it doesn't justify cheating. But what's the importance of having someone, what does that tell you about someone, about them, about you? That person actually is smarter than you. Now, again, you and I, we don't like to admit that, but there are some people in this life that know more than what we do. That being said, is a very simplistic illustration. There needs to be accountability, and there needs to be someone that we know that knows a little bit more, that knows up better than us, that stops us from doing something stupid, right? And also, we can get some answers, and they can help us. How does that happen? What did, what did the Lord tell the disciples always to do when they were doing his work? Go, two of you. There's a reason for that. It is to build each other up. Notice this, some of the most adverse things, even as the praise team was singing this morning, there was three in the fire, but Jesus was with them. There was three. The three said, whether we live or die, we still believe we know our God in heaven. Whether we're on this earth or not, he is the true and the living God. Not one, not two, but they were together. Where two or three are together, there is strength in that, and Jesus is in the midst there. You and I need each other. More than any other time, we have realized this when we, had, we have had to separate. I was telling someone the other day, I don't think this will ever happen again in our society. And, and I, I hope it doesn't. But I mean as far as having to, to put people like what we've had to go through. Because people will not let it happen. We won't say, hey, no, I'm going to keep my business. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to go to school and do all these other things. I, this is life. We have to live. We have to do it. And, and I'm not second-guessing anything that... We know it had to happen, and we had to go through, and we had to lock down and all those different things. I'm not going to second guess that. But we also know through this, again, and getting back to the one who can help us, the CDC and the leaders, they weren't always right on either. So what do I want you to understand today? What do I want you to get in these times that we live in today is how important maybe it's a husband and a wife, whether it's a sister and a sister, brother to brother, someone that you're close with, someone that you're accountable with. I want you to be intentional to know when you get together. You might get a phone call. You, say, you might be sisters for 30 years. I don't know. But do you really realize when you get together, there's a catalyst with that? As believers, Jesus wants to do something. I want to give you a promise of scripture and share this with you.
In Matthew 18, we're going to close in just a few minutes. Matthew 18 and verses 19 and 20. You either got a keychain when you leave today or or when you came in today or when you can leave, you can get this. I want to read this. It's on this keychain. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Again, I say to you, Jesus is speaking. Again, I say to you that if you agree on earth, if two of you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For whether two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Hey, let's get together for coffee. Hey, let's go. You know, you fill in the blank with you I want you to be intentional. I want you to know from here on out in the time that we live in how important you are to the person you're going. I've got several people in my life that I'm accountable to. And I'm not perfect and I need to, to talk things out and, and, you know, work through things. And, and every one of those people whether it's some of our pastors here or Ed and Janine, who I've known a long time, and I could go down the list, and Jim and Lisa and Ben and Lori, and go on and on and on. Even some of you that I see sitting out here that have helped me. You've got to have that. If you don't have that, first of all, you're not going to hear truth because you and I think we've got our act together. You've got to hear it from somebody. Know that I want you to, from here on, I want to just lure through this whole pandemic, so push this, and today was the day that I bring this message out. Over the last three months, I've been, so this has been on my heart. Whether it's a husband or a wife, you don't realize as you come together and you start talking about Jesus, Jesus is there in the midst. He wants to bless and he wants to do something. Maybe, maybe you're on your own. Maybe you're single. I don't know. There's someone in your life I know that's a close friend that is there to help you as a brother and sister in Christ. And and Jesus says, I want you to know that I'm there right there with you. See, be intentional. Know this week when you get together, and it could be a a son or a daughter. If they're a believer and you're there having a conversation and the Lord is in them, he's right there. And what you pray together and what you ask for, he said, I'm going to honor you because you've honored me. You knew that there's something about us coming together and honoring Jesus and talking and praying together. The Lord says, I'm going to answer that. We never, ever get too old in this life or too wise that we don't need influence and a hug and a prayer and someone that is there. And it is so great if you have a few of those in your life that what happens? Well, this person shared some with you and then you get together with this other person and, and it just, you know, it, I don't, you know, next week's Father's Day. It could be a father, son, or daughter. I, I don't know. But all these different dynamics that we have No, be intentional. When you're together, the Lord wants to do something. And this time that we live in, we need to be encouraged. We need to know that we're not going crazy and the world's not falling in on us and that we can be victorious through Jesus. 
sometimes you need to piggyback on the person maybe that's sitting next to you today. There's no other way to get around it. It's not easy. Listen, the guy was very successful in this life, and he kept drilling home this one point. This week when I was driving and listening to it, hey, people think, you know, it's all great, and it's hard. It was hard. It's still hard. He said, you know, you'd look at this person, they're very successful. It's still difficult. That's life. We don't like it. But Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus said, I came to give you life, eternal life, and life more abundantly. That means that we can have this, this peace that this world is looking for. We can have joy. And let me close with this last verse. And if you don't, again, I want to show you so you have this verse on these keychains that I want you to put on your keys on. To be, that you're reminded everywhere you go that th- those two verses, I want you to be reminded and, and we're going to talk about this all the time, sometimes at the end of the service, just to be a reminder, here on out, we need each other, not only together, corporately on Sunday, you need each other through the week. We've got to, to be together in this world that we live in today. Jesus is the answer. Not some soundbite on the news or some crazy idea from some liberal politician in the city that they live in. Let's close with this. Very last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 3. Since we're talking about the end times and we know that the Lord could come back at any point in time. Listen to what he says to believers today. And this is my hope, and I want you to get this. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. Because you have kept my command to preserve... I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Let me read it again. Because you have kept my command to preserve, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. You know, as we read Matthew today, Jesus was always trying to warn and to encourage. And you know, this is coming to a conclusion. And we, more than any other generation, are seeing it. And if I could say this, and now not getting as I close a theological debate, probably 90% of the theologians I've trusted and known or just researched and studied over the years, because I, I really can't rely on my own. I'm, I'm really difficult studying different things and I really rely on those that I, once I read the scripture and the Holy Spirit works, I study all these different theologians that I believe and trust in. And 90% of those believe in, in what is called a, uh, the rapture and what is called the, the pre-tribulation. And I believe that verse is such a key there to it. The hour of trial that's going to come on the whole world, God says you and I are not going to have to face. Now shouldn't that give us just a calming effect today, knowing that you go out of here, no matter what you see and hear on the news this week, no matter whether you've lost your job, no matter what's happening, how am I going to make it financially, what am I going through, what's going to happen, you have got a sister and a brother in Christ to come together to pray with you. 
And watch Jesus do what only he can do in this last days that we live in. And as the Bible says, and I close with this, Jude tells us there will be some who will be so close to eternal damnation that you and I will have the opportunity to pull them out of the fire. Why is that? Because in this crazy time that we live in, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. We have hope today. We know we're going to heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. You know, I want to thank you for continuing to, to be here and, and, and we continue to minister and, and the Lord has blessed City Church. And if you're watching today, maybe live, if you're watching later tonight, I don't know when, but I want you to know that Jesus is the way. He'll never lie to you. He's the truth. He's the life. He's come to give you eternal life and then life with joy and peace in this life. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you can pray that prayer. Jesus, forgive me, sinner. I ask you to come in to my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's the prayer. If you want to know Jesus is your Savior, and we believe that he's God's son, pray that prayer. And Jesus will save you. And you will have eternal life in heaven, and you will have joy and peace. If you're here today, we're going to give what's called an invitation. Father, we come to you. We invite anyone here today. I know the majority of people here are believers, but, Lord, we always, always, always want to give an opportunity. If there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they accept you. I will show them in your word. I will pray with them and they can find heaven as their home. It is their prayer. They first know, Lord, they have to take a step of faith. So, Lord, we ask it. The power of your name has been leads us this morning in worship in this invitation time. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross 
and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.